This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reporters Without Orders where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. Joining me today are two of my colleagues, Shiv and Tanishka, both of whom have been on the ground and we've pulled them back to Delhi so that they can sit in the studio and talk about the amazing ground reports they've done. Uh, Shiv was in the Malwa region of Punjab, traversing Sangroor, Patiala, and then he came down to Haryana uh, in the Kaithal district. Am I pronouncing that right? Kaithal? Yeah, Kaithal. Kaithal district to report on something that is very dear to Delhi, uh, you know, Delhiites, hearts, actually even lungs, because the pollution here has been, as it goes every year, very, very bad. Uh, as of today, I think the PM 2.5 reading of AQI was around 250, which is bad enough, but it could have been worse. He was there trying to find out how one state has done better to control stubborn burning and therefore probably contribute less to Delhi's air problem. And Tanishka was in Nanded in Maharashtra to cover the Bharat Jodo Yatra, which is uh, a movement by Congress led by Rahul Gandhi. He has attracted a lot of you know, media attention for its PR and pageantry and those, those all those visuals of Rahul Gandhi walking with people from all sorts of all parts of society. The other day he had Gauri Lankesh, uh, the slain journalist, his sister. Her sister, Kavita, right? Kavita, then there was Aditya Thakre. So a lot has been going on in Congress. Of course, it's fighting two elections in two crucial states, but Rahul Gandhi hasn't been campaigning. He was not there in Himachal. He's sure. going to be going to Gujarat. But he will be in Gujarat. Uh, I was covering the Himachal elections last week and I didn't see him there. It was mostly Priyanka who was leading the mantle over there. So hi guys. Hi man. How was Maharashtra and how was Punjab and Haryana? Punjab and Haryana in terms of story or... I mean, I'm sure the air was better there, right? Not in Punjab. Not in Punjab. Because uh, there were some instances of uh, farm fires. Right. So the even the skyline was like, it was very hazy. The visibility was down. Okay. More so in Sangrood, not much in Patiala. Okay. And... Uh, like mostly I saw half burnt uh, fields, right. not completely burnt fields. Right. That was the change that I saw. And you traveled compared to, to both the states years. with Madhu. With Madhu, yeah. Our producer. Our producer. And this, this, the I think you guys are going to do a video story. The video story will be out by the time this podcast is online. Right. So I haven't seen the video story, but I have seen your stories and the pictures and the visuals you've captured mm. are very good. Mm. Thanks uh, to P. Madhu Kumar. Thanks to Madhu. Um, but uh, did you have good food there? Because I was there in February reporting on the elections and the air was much better and the sky was blue and everything was good. Mm. So was this your first time in Punjab as a reporter? As a reporter, yeah, that's, that was my first time. And uh, how how was it reporting among the Punjabis? Because, uh, you know, Delhi is city, a lot of people in Delhi are Punjabis, but I realized when I was in Punjab that mm. the Punjabis in Punjab are very different from the subset here. Mm. What did you find? See, the country side is always fascinating. Mm. Like, like you see the humanity in its purest form in, in, in villages. Right. And everybody was so welcoming. Mm. Like they would say, like, Assi, amare ghar pe aao. You should have tea. Right. You should have dinner also. Where you're staying. It's, they're so concerned. Yeah. Because some places where we went, uh, it was dark around 6 or 7 o'clock. So they asked, like, where you're staying? Like, will you be able to manage? Will you be able to go back to your hotel? Or right. where you're staying? Or we can help you with the hotel suggestions. Right. And we also had dinner at a couple of places. Right. And we stayed uh, at two farmers' houses. Not stayed overnight, but we had dinner and... Wow. Did you guys change your base every night? Uh, Patiala, so two days in Patiala, two days in Sangru and one day in Ketal. Okay. So, yeah, four nights in Punjab. Wow. Yeah, good experience. Very hospitable <coughs> Punjabis yeah. we met. Yeah, uh, it is. And because, you know, I don't know if it has to do something with the produce, but... Uh, when I was there, I noticed that a the farmers own a lot of land from the part of you know I'm I'm grown up in Delhi, but I'm from UP, so mm. there are a lot of landowners in UP also. But the biggest landowner has four, five, six mm. um, acres uh, of land. But in Punjab and Haryana, especially even in Western UP, mm. you have land holdings that multiply. 
and there is a lot of produce and i think that is linked with people's generosity in offering you food yeah yeah so uh, thanks to green revolution haryana punjab are like if you yeah. look at the agriculture they are farmers are better off in these two states compared to other states yeah and as far as land holding is concerned like 67% of punjab farmers are either muslim or small farmers right like huge number of farmers who whose land holdings are small hmm. like less than 5 hectares of land right but even then just because of mechanization of agriculture the farmers are much much ahead punjab farmers are much punjab hand farmers much much ahead right. compared to their counterparts in other states right so that's also con- that also contributes to their economic well being right coming to you how was maharashtra like i mean are uh, marathis in nanded better than marathis in mumbai <laughs> i mean i've grown up in bombay i've been yes. in bombay all my life so it wasn't that much change for me hmm. but the yatra in itself was uh, a very interesting i think reporting assignment right in terms of the scale of things um it was much larger than i had imagined okay. of course uh, nanded is also congress has a stronghold in nanded so um ashok chavan who's one of the uh, hmm. you know uh, biggest congress political leaders in maharashtra that is his district so right. he really did go all out in um, you know the preparations so the first day when i was going from nanded city to delgur where the yatra was supposed to enter later that night i was uh, trying to not use my phone to conserve batteries so i was just looking outside and i counted like 200 um, posters of congress with rahul gandhi's face on it promoting the yatra with which just was just like an hour and a half so 80 kilometers 200 posters so right. just to tell you the scale of things right. and uh, the yatra in itself like i said was pretty grand and everything they say about rahul gandhi walking fast all of that is true because mm. the first day i tried to walk uh, throughout which was about um 10 kilometers i walked 8 kilometers and it was extremely exhausting because right. it's very hard to keep up with him and um you can't really be anywhere close to him because of the security hmm. so uh, that was certainly a factor this was the first time in the yatra they had a um, it was happening at night so there was a bit of chaos involved as well hmm. but uh, the support that they get to, they got over there was uh, certainly a lot and of hmm. course i was skeptical and i did ask a lot of questions to people about you know what can walking really do and um, is congress going to be consistent with its changes hmm. but i've come out of it uh, a lot more um i do sort of believe that this could have an effect for sure if not short term definitely long term gains okay so um you know i think it might not be true but and i'm not doing any parallels but i see what of a lot of rahul gandhi's doing i see like an attempt to do something on the lines of what mahatma gandhi did with the yeah. salt march you know traveling a lot in distance and everywhere your story goes says that everywhere he goes there are a pe- bunch of people who some leave him some new people join him right it's, it sounds sounds a lot like the salt uh, march and uh, i read i remember reading it somewhere can't recall but that gandhi himself mahatma gandhi used to also walk very fast and you know there are videos of him doing it so if you watch those videos i've seen it um he walks really fast in those videos and of course rahul gandhi also as you say does that but he's also very fit yeah as, a, as i mean have you seen rahul gandhi is very fit man doing pushups in conference in seminars <laughs> yeah. i've seen those videos yeah and then he had jumped into a river somewhere and he came out so his shirt was sticking to him you could see the abs yeah but this gandhi comparison is something that congress workers have also been yeah. doing without really holding it back i mean when you ask them what can a walk really do and they're just like gandhi did it right so hmm. that made a difference why will this not make a difference so overall also i think the workers have been reenergized by this yatra if nothing else it's bringing a new life into them so right. definitely it'll do some good for congress just don't know how much and whether yeah. that can but, be a match but unless you're fit you won't undertake such a such a yatra right you yeah. was just like focused on that point <laughs> yeah no, i'm saying that's true you have to be fit right to yeah. walk uh, 10 kilometers a day right no 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 24 24 kilometers yeah. a day they walk from 6 to 10 am and they've completed and 7, 7. 70 days right so i think a bit more than 70 days wow yeah you have i mean you have to be fairly fit to do that i mean i know nitin gadkari won't struggle right but anyway so shiv let's start with you your story's headline makes the case hmm. it says that haryana is doing better than punjab when it comes to controlling stubble fires and you give three reasons for it so first just briefly tell us these three reasons and then we'll go unpacking them 
three uh, key reasons. One was cash compensation announced by Haryana government for farmers who are not burning stubble. Hmm. The cash compensation is 1,000 rupees. Second is uh, strict vigil by district authorities, keeping an eye on those who are burning stubble or who are not burning stubble. And the third is um, the availability of uh, bailing machines. Right. So these were the three reasons. So if we come to, say, uh, strict vigilance and you know law and order, how did you quantify this? How did you find out perhaps that one government was doing better vigilance mm. when it came to farm fires? It was only anecdotal evidence that we had for the story. Like, of course, if you check with the district administration, like officials from both states, they would say that they were strict and mm. they will have their own claims. Right. So I think in such a case, the best thing to do is talk to farmers, see what's happening on the ground. Mm. I mean, when we reached Patiala, so we spotted uh, three, four fires mm. and I couldn't see any official there or nothing. Even farmers didn't talk about it. Right. Because farmer is a big lobby in Punjab. Right. But not as big as, say, industries or, or transport or mm. like automobiles. But still, I think maybe uh, Punjab government doesn't want to upset farmers. Mm. Or maybe they have some other methods to do it. But I couldn't see, while talking to farmers, nobody pointed out that like we are afraid of officials. They might penalize us. Mm. So this I could not find. But in Haryana, farmers told us, like we didn't even ask them. Of course, we asked like, Hmm. What are the key reasons why you're not burning? Hmm. So they said like, pe police aati hai, ya fir lang jata hai pe. That's why. And also in Punjab, the farmers, especially in the region you were in, hmm. were are better organized. I remember when the farm protests had taken place. Hmm. Most of the farmers, when we went to uh, Singhu border, came from Sangrur. Hmm. A lot of them were from Sangrur, in fact. Because most of them may be from uh, this Bharti Kisan Union, Ugrahan faction. Ugrahan faction. So and Ugrahan was the village to, you were in. Yeah. yeah. Ugrahan was one of the uh, 15 villages I went to. Yeah. And farmers, I mean, this, this is some of the measures like what government can do and so right. on and so forth. But when it comes to law and order and vigilance, you did collect data your story mentions on the fines that were imposed in the two states. So tell yeah. us what the numbers were there. So in Kethal district, uh, one official told us that uh, 400 odd farmers were penalized and the penalty uh, imposed was, the amount was 9.10 lakhs. On the other hand, Sangrur uh, has penalized 285 farmers and uh, collected 7 lakh, 7 odd lakh rupees from farmers. Right. So even if you look at the uh, land under paddy cultivation, in Kethal is 1.6 lakh hectares right. compared to Sangrur, which which is not double, but like more than one and a half times. Right. 2.63 lakh hectares. And Sangrur and Patiala is 2.9 lakh hectares. Mm. And Sangrur has recorded more fire counts than Kethal. Right. So ideally, it should have been that like normal thinking person would say that, yeah, there are chances that Sangur would penalize more farmers. Right. But this is not the case. So that shows the level of vigilance right. uh, in Punjab and Haryana. Right. The gap that we saw. Yeah. Let's come to the second point then. What about the incentives? Hmm. The Haryana government, you say, has given rupees 1,000 per acre hmm. to farmer to not burn their stubble. Hmm. Uh, Punjab government has have they offered any such uh, incentive? Hmm. So the incentive the Haryana government has announced incentive has not been given so far to farmers. They announced they promised. Hmm. So uh, the district official was telling me that farmers who are eligible for this one thousand rupees compensation per acre it will be given by the by the end of this month. Okay. As far as uh, Punjab is concerned, uh, uh, before this harvesting season, I think in July or August hmm. or maybe later than that. This year, they wrote to central government asking central government to contribute fifteen hundred rupees, hmm. and five hundred each will be contributed by Punjab and uh, Punjab and Delhi government. Okay. So the cops would be two thousand five hundred rupees per acre for Punjab farmers who don't burn stubble. Right. But the central government shot it down. Okay. And uh, I think it was in some paper. I think agriculture minister was quoted saying that uh, hmm. that we are giving machinery to these farmers on subsidized right. dates. Hmm. But there is also another uh, another version that, that that's from the government. Hmm. When I was talking to somebody from Environment Ministry, hmm. saying that 
it goes against the polluter pays principle hmm. like if you compensate farmers today hmm. then maybe the transport industry will ask like we are polluting but we need compensation right. like other sectors they can also claim right but then it flies in the face of what haryana government is doing haryana government is paying 1000 rupees right so that's where even if like of course the central government did not approve of it hmm. then even then punjab and delhi governments they could have given at least 1000 rupees they would have made much more difference i think right like that's my assessment on the basis of the conversation that i had with farmers right because marginal farmers like they try to save as much as they can hmm. because the the regal room the financial viability room is very small hmm. i mean it's very uh, right. like if you give 500 rupees to say marginal farmers per acre hmm. even then it will add a lot like they will think like yeah, i'm getting money and i shouldn't do this or maybe 1000 rupees would have made, made much difference right so that counts Yeah, um, yeah, each penny counts for farmers. Right, and I mean, I think the point of saying that we wanted twenty five hundred rupees hmm. for farmers in Punjab, hmm. and we couldn't do it because पंद्रह सौ रुपए हमें नहीं मिला. But the question actually is that हजार रुपए तो था आपके पास. और हजारा ने भी हजार रुपए ही दिए ना. So why couldn't you do it? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's more of a political, I think, talking point. Political and looking at the economy of this, the the state of the economy also. Yes. Because do do you have this much of hmm. uh, financial elbow room? Right. To allocate one thousand rupees per acre for farmers who are not burning. Especially in Punjab, which has especially in Punjab, yeah, a lot of debt, huge deficit. Yes. Uh, let's come to the third reason, and what I thought was, I think, um, if people could understand that in more detail, would help a lot because there are these machines, mm. which uh, if one has access to them, it mm. helps mm. Uh, with not burning stubble. Mm. And one of them is a baler, mm. and one of them is a super seeder. Mm. And your story tells us that Haryana. uh farmers in haryana at least in the kethal district had more access to balers because you said at least one village had one baler mm. in punjab that was not so much the case so first tell us what are these two machines what do they do mm. and then we'll come to the other follow up questions mm. so uh baler is what it does it it collects straw so first you have to uh, cut the paddy straw leave it to, uh, leave it to dry for a couple of days mm. then there is a raker it will collect all uh, all straws loose straw right. and and keep them in line okay so next day after two days there will be baler machine mm-hmm. so baler machine it will take in the loose straw and they it will it will convert these loose straw in neat packages straw bales like in rectac- rectangular form mm-hmm. but in haryana there was there were round bales also big bales right so this is what baler so baler you won't does. have to burn them you don't have to burn them okay what do you so, do so 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 when these neat packages are done right they they've turned all straw whole straw in neat packages then these packages are sent to industries okay so industries can use them as 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 as, as a fuel okay interesting yeah. so it's a, it has industrial use i see so and how come uh, and sorry what is the super super seeder is another machine which is uh, mounted uh, behind it behind a tractor okay so there are two types of resi- farm uh, paddy residue hmm. one is that uh, standing stalks and an- another one is uh, the loose straw standing so, one is the one that pokes from the ground pokes from the ground yes. that's yeah so when you harvest paddy hmm. so there is a harvester Hmm. So harvester would cut the top up of the the plant, the right. paddy plant. Right. So it will take in the grain hmm. and throws out the uh, loose straw. Right. So these loose straw they stand on on the cut standing stalks. Right. So there are two types. One is loose straw, the other one is standing stalks. Right. Right. So to use super seeder, you have to get rid of loose straw, because super seeders can't navigate the loose straw. Okay. Standing stalks they can ram through standing stalks they can cut it they can mix it uh, in the soil mm-hmm. uh, and then same time they can uh, super seeder can also sow your next uh, next right. crop right so this is what super seeder does okay earlier what farmers used to do earlier farmers would cut standing stalks loose straw is there and after leaving them both types of straw leaving them to dry for two days they will set the whole field fire whole field on fire. but this is not happening that the pattern that we saw in punjab mm-hmm. that farmers are burning only loose straw so that they can use super seeders right. because they are saying if loose straw is there the tractor would give them jumps right the, like proper so- sowing won't happen 
okay so there'll be gap bit, like between mm-hmm. the ground and the 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 machine that they're using right. the superseder that so they have to burn the loose straw for that reason that's what they're saying okay yeah. Yeah. so tell us why do farmers in t- these two states have different level of access to these machines what is there is it because of government policy is because one set of farmers are richer than the others mm-hmm. so they can buy one mm-hmm. how are they how is haryana getting more bailers like one per village as you say mm-hmm. and punjab is not getting that uh, there was this story uh, i think somebody did about big scam in the stubble management machines that few hundreds of machines were missing so they were only on the paper okay so there was nothing on the ground so punjab right now has 1.7 lakh uh, stubble management machines so superseder is one of them superseder is i think 35% of the total stubble management machines that punjab has okay. punjab has right now and uh, i think it's uh, it, it it calls for bigger debate why punjab has uh, like two districts you no know, uh, patiala and sangrur they have fewer bailers than say kethal hmm. i mean maybe it, it also about the way you look at the problem hmm. so if kethal district administration more proactive or haryana government hmm. if you look at the larger picture haryana government is more pro- proactive in hmm. looking at the solutions right then yeah so the government involvement is also uh, also plays a big role in how you manage situation right so you are right in saying that uh, kethal has 10 times more bailer machines than sangrur mm. and sangrur records the highest number of farm fires in punjab right. and for that matter whole of india mm. and sangrur has just 20 bailer machines right so farmers are saying farmers are still farmers are farmers prefer bailer machines to superseders mm. because superseders still requires you uh, to burn part of stubble right i see because you can't use superseders mm. unless you have like 80 90 horsepower tractor right which is very expensive for farmers right then that might be able to negotiate both types of stubble and one of the reasons you point in your report is also access to some sort of industrial um, units yeah, unit that can take in by. these uh, uh, they can use stubble as fuel stubble as fuel and in punjab you thought that one farmer you spoke to gora singh mm. in ugrahan said that mm. the closest industrial plant hmm. where he could have possibly sold these bales hmm. was 30 kilometers away hmm. which is coming and going a lot uh there was a difference of opinion some farmers were saying like very few farmers were able to get the straw baled yeah so those who were able to some said like we were not paying anything because the industry was close yeah. and the baler owner because uh, this machine also costs some 16 lakh rupees right so government if you're individual farmer government gives 50% subsidy like it will come to some 8 lakh 9 lakh rupees right then they were saying that there's it involves huge amount of maintenance right so industrial units of course i mean we couldn't see many industrial units they were able to take in these uh, straw bales but in haryana i think we covered only one district hmm. but maybe after every 10 kilometers we could see some industrial unit and a hmm. uh, stack of bales no uh, like in the co- not the courtyard the i mean the open space hmm. so that that was another clue uh, for us to to come to the point yeah there are more industrial units there that, that are using bales as fuel right but that was not the case in punjab so maybe punjab needs to contact more industries right make them part of the conversation that right this is also you can use in your in your unit right. as fuel so if if i mean if there is no demand hmm. then you forget about supply right like right. you have straw that you can use as fuel hmm. but if there is no demand maybe government has to push push industries also i'm just wondering if industries end up using these balers as fuel hmm. of course they also get emissions from that hmm. so where does do the emissions I mean I, I I'm sure that was not part of what your report covered but mm. the emissions from the balers at the industries would burn mm. where do that go mm. I'm sure they are also going in the air or are they not that are they treated better and mm. is there a better process but that's something to also think about to think about like the emission yeah. that industries yeah. would uh, yeah would that cause more local pollution and less pollution like mm. being swayed into delhi mm. but perhaps that's a different conversation but maybe another thing is like in in these industrial units you have these uh, you have to get uh, approval from pollution control board they will also keep a check whether how much emissions you are in, um, like what's your contribution to the pollution right right so it's controlled right in industrial mm. unit right but when you go to farm fields it's not controlled right yeah, yeah. so it's everywhere it's everywhere mm. lastly uh 
you know we talk about superseders we talk about bailers but chief minister arvind kejriwal mm. has been a big advocate of this uh, bio decomposer mm. you know which is a machine developed by as your story says mm. the indian institute of agriculture research mm. uh, right here in vasantkunj and you say it's not found currency among farmers mm. in punjab mm. why is that See, last year, it's funny that last year when Kejriwal used to uh, tweet uh, AQI level. Right. I think he continued for a month or so. Right. Uh, maybe to, for awareness purpose or to maybe to caucus nook at uh, Punjab government, then Punjab government, Congress led Punjab government. Yeah. But this time it was missing because his own government is there in Punjab. Yeah. And he has been a big proponent of bio decomposer. Hmm. So uh, early, I think two three years ago, he uh, I mean this bio decomposer prepared by IARI. Hmm. Uh, it was used uh, in Delhi fields, hmm. and there was a survey also saying that ninety seven percent or ninety percent farmers are happy with bio decomposer. Right. But the problem with Punjab is here farmers may have big window right between harvesting and and sowing the next crop. Right. But this is not the case in Punjab. Punjab time is of essence. Right. Like some farmers were saying that we have this mushkil se. दस पंद्रह दिन होंगे हमारे पास एंड इन दैट पीरियड दे हैव टू इंश्योर दैट दर इज एनफ मॉइस्चर लेवल इन द ग्राउंड सो देट विल हेल्प इन द नेक्स्ट क्रॉप राइट इफ यू हैव इनफ मॉइस्चर सो दिस इज वन लिमिटेशन लाइक इफ बायो डिकम्पोज कान डिकम्पोज योर स्टबल इन टेन फिफ्टीन डेज सो दिस इज वन थिंग राइट नाउ आई थिंक ओनली फाइव थाउजेंड हेक्टेस और एकर्स ऑफ लैंड ऑन विच this bio decomposer composer has been used in punjab okay. so we managed to track down couple of people mm. very few people okay who are using it so we spoke to this guy and it was very dark so we could not record the video mm. it won't be in the video story right. but he was saying it's as good as not using anything even if you uh, irrigate your stubble like water it like frequently like every two th- two days or three days and you turn the land right even then the, the stubble will will decompose right and in delhi i think where decomposer was was used most of the farmers i think they grow basmati variety right and in sangrur and patiala farmers mostly grow pusa variety both are diff- two varieties pusa generates more stubble hmm. than basmati varieties right. and their stubble is also also very hard okay so it it takes more days scientists say that it takes 20 to 25 days but 20 to 25 days i think punjab farmers might not be yeah uh, inclined to use it and and we had done a story last last year, year also i saw the video where the bio decomposer bio decomposer like yeah. what was your experience i didn't do it diksha okay. did it actually she was a reporter with us and she is now i think at the hindu doing equally good work but even this year basant did a story on how the delhi government only spent 68 lakh on the bio decomposers and then it spent 23 crore advertising it mm. you know so uh, the kind of warped ideas uh, the delhi government seems to have about a these machines are not functional and b so much money is used to advertise them i mean it's absurd uh, but thank you shiv uh, before you leave i just want you to tell us a funny story that you were telling the other day that how some farmers in punjab thought that the stubble might the the smoke or the pollution might be going to Pan- pakistan and <laughs> not delhi just tell us what happened <laughs> So, and where was this ha huh. so uh it was in patiala hmm. that was the first farmer that we met okay and we also had chai at his place mm-hmm. so he, he has a big harvester okay. combined harvester huge, huge mach- machine okay hmm. it looks like some military tank right <laughs> so there is a ladder that you have to like to sit on the driver seat right there is a ladder that you have to climb up and then hmm. you sit on the on on this harvester Right. So next next day we again went to his house. So he said like tomorrow we can meet lot of farmers and I think that day it was very late. That was the first day. Hmm. So uh, there were some few farm fires, and uh, this guy was saying that now look at the wind. अरे ये तो उठते जा रही है पाकिस्तान दे जा रही है. Right. Like दिल्ली वाले हमें गाली क्यों गाली क्यों दे रहे हैं? so yeah so the, the wind at the time was uh, towards pakistan okay. so indeed it was going towards pakistan wow. but that was like one of case like mostly it the wind in winter season it's towards like from punjab to northwesterly wind right 
Right. So they are also puzzled, like how can it cross Haryana, then go to Delhi <laughs> and stay there? Like it doesn't cross Delhi. Well, I hope it like, doesn't give them any wrong ideas. But yeah. thank you so much. So I tried to explain like there's a, there are meteorological conditions and all. Right. The wind is not so much in Delhi. That's why all pollutants get trapped. I see. But but thanks so much, Shiv, uh, for your wonderful thanks, ground report. Man. Uh, we will. I'll read out the headline. It's called. 15 villages 1000 kilometers by haryana is doing better than punjab in tackling stubble burning you can read it on newsonly.com and you've done us another story uh, on super seeders in punjab so that's the second report if anyone wants to you know find out more about the situation on the ground that's the second report that shiv has done and he's also by the time this podcast is out uh, the video story from punjab and haryana will be out so it'll have some great visuals i'm looking forward to that mm. uh, but So Tanishka coming to your story from Nanded in Maharashtra um very interesting characters first of all yeah. you know you met someone who had been under arrest during the emergency who's now part of the Bharat Jodo Yatra which is so ironic uh, you met a journalist who was part of the yatra you met people from civil society people representing farmer groups some of them seem to not even be aligned to congress politically you know they they have some someone who was part of the anna movement correct which was so anti congress but now they are here a decade later so tell us about uh, meeting these people let's start with the gentleman who was arrested during the emergency and who is now working with rahul gandhi there are actually three of them in the right. story three of them were arrested during wow. the emergency hmm. and um they're all in their late 60s and 70s so um i was i did i did, i'm doing a couple of stories from the ground but i wanted at least one of them to be on um who are the people who are not associated with the congress who are joining the yatra because of course we can understand why congress workers congress leaders and even hardcore supporters will be joining this right but it's for the people who are undecided who were here i wanted to know why so these men the ones who were uh, jailed during the emergency were speaking about how they still stand by uh, what they did in 75 77 but um times are such now where they have to sort of step up and fight for their grandchildren that was a common thread in most people most elderly people i spoke to that you know this mm. is for our grandchildren it's for our future generations and they all said that no matter how bad things were um it was not to the extent of uh, where things are right now right. whether it comes to um you know press freedom whether it comes to uh, inflation um just like people were talking about how there is a fear they're not allowed to criticize there's no dialogue mm. and congress for all its um you know traits um they said that there is at least a dialogue that can happen with them at all times and right now um it is the change that is needed so they mm. did say that even um if a couple of years later after congress comes into power they behave the same way they will come out on streets to uh, fight against the congress so right. that was the case and one of the men i met was in jail for 15 months during the emergency he gave five of his exam papers uh, from jail you know so i really did want to know what was his motivation and um how despite having reservations about the party how are they really able to still come out and join uh, the yatra and congress has been saying um across platforms that this is not a political movement this is not a political rally but of course for a political party to be doing something at this scale um there are going to be political consequences and they are talking about issues such as inflation unemployment they're hitting out at the bjp every day but it doesn't seem like they are targeting any short term gains especially in terms of the current uh, assembly elections gujarat and himachal pradesh maybe this is a long um, run for 2024 or maybe not even 2024 maybe it's the elections after that that they are aiming for but um they also spoke about i was talking to jairam ramesh who's the general secretary of communication over there i was talking to him over there and he was saying that uh, congress um, had this this mass connect that they're trying to do right now congress had this years ago then they lost it when they were in power and now they are trying to regain it so they have also sort of acknowledged the problem that was with their uh, rule and uh, why it's needed to change right now yeah i mean we can point out the fact that karnataka will be going into elections next year and you know the, a substantial part of the uh, movement happened there a lot of it happened in kerala which goes into elections way later i right. think Kerala had elections last year, yeah. so 2026 right. is next. So, what is most significant um, in terms of uh, state politics is 
the MVA alliance and after uh, the government was overturned in June, Congress, NCP and the Shiv Sena coming together because Shiv Sena and NCP leaders did join Rahul Gandhi in Maharashtra. So them coming together, um, it holds a lot of significance politically. The, you know, they are showing that they are still together. They're going right. to put up a fight. And secondly, Bombay has its municipal elections next year, which mm -hmm. is a huge deal because BMC, as you know, is the richest corporation. Right. So um, maybe there is there is speculation that maybe they three could fight together. I so see. yeah. But I think the purpose of Bharat Jodo might just be to way more than a municipal. Yeah, election, yeah, definitely. Right? It's about the in terms of uh, state politics, right. uh, the effect it could have. I think uh, the most possible deliverable of the Yatra is going to be uh, the change of Rahul Gandhi's image. Yes. Which, um, of course, you know, Congress is also denying the fact that there is any change needed and that mm. this is the real Ga Rahul Gandhi. But mm. we've seen over the past few um, years or almost decades, I think, uh, that, of course, he is also a misunderstood leader. Mm. But there have also been instances where the party and Gandhi have not really... I mean, they've made it easy for the media to you know, um, ridicule him in a way. Why do you say he's a misunderstood leader? I mean, do you think Rahul Gandhi is taken seriously? Do you think he has been taken seriously over the last 10 years? You tell me. I'm asking the question. You <laughs> right, are but I want to answer. know, uh, because actually I've been writing a story the last two days right. about this change of his image. So I was just asking people in office also mm -hmm. what they make of him and why they think he had the image he does. It's just... Well, the opposition, chiefly the BJP, seems to have invested a lot in lampooning him. Right. Right. That I agree. Mm. Um, it's mostly nowadays negative campaign, right? That yeah. political parties right. focus but on. For example, today I was watching a video of uh, that Rahul Gandhi gave Ar um, that Rahul Gandhi gave Arnab Goswami in twenty fourteen before the Lok Sabha elections, right. which was I don't know if you watched it, but it was extremely uncomfortable for me to watch. Um, mm. That video really did um, dampen his image, and there have been instances where he's not he's not done things that uh, would make people take him seriously. Right. Of course, the media and the BJP's role in cultivating this image exists. But I think at least that is going to change. I, yeah, I definitely think that he's become uh, more media savvy and that when he comes before the cameras, he is someone who it'll be now hard to find faults. Right. right. Earlier it would be easy because he seemed nervous and he would say yeah, something. He's much better rehearsed and yes. Congress's media game has also uh, been undergoing change over the last few months. I yeah. think since June it has been more aggressive um, and it aims to continue this. So Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's just practice. I think he's yeah. just done so many interviews in the last eight years that he's not just better at it as compared to pre-2014 when yeah. he used to just show up here and there. But uh, tell us about Niranjan Takli. He was, uh, he is a journalist. He most famously reported on the, you know, death of Judge Loya. Right. And his stories pointed out how the uh, death of Judge Loya was uh, you know, a shady affair because there were a lot of things that were not adding up at all. Right. Um, why was he there? Um, you spoke to him. Yeah. What's he up to, first of all, in life? Because I haven't seen his byline in a long time. He and just why wrote a book there? recently. Um, okay. He is not employed as of now. In fact, he told me he had to uh, quit the week because they did not want to run the Justice Loya story. And that's after that, it came to Caravan. Right. And he was working in the week for 10 years before that. So, I mean, my question to him was also about why he's here and also the fact that he's been a journalist for so many years. So we know that no matter which government is in power, they do sort of suppress press freedom in a way, right? It is uh, not in their interest for... Uh, accountable journalism to really exist. So right. he said that, uh, I mean, he's done a lot of reports before 2014 also, but he has not been hounded the way that he has uh, over the last few years. And he said that uh, the whole atmosphere of fear that is there right now, people are scared, they're actually scared to talk about the government. He said that needs to go. Right. And um, interest he told me this line, which I found really interesting, that the party needs to connect with people. But more than that, uh, people need to connect with each other. Hmm. So, I mean, Congress says that the whole purpose of this yatra is to unite against hate. Now, hmm. whether or not uh, there is that is the only motive or a motive at all, hmm. it's certainly been behaving in a way that makes you want to believe, you know. Um, right. Not as a journalist, but as a general citizen, you'd want to at least have a strong opposition, right? Right. So um, he is meeting all the right people. Of course, a lot of that is uh, decided in advance. None of it's not a coincidence that mm. the kind of photos that go viral of him, you know, with 
elderly women, young kids, uh, a lot of it has some planning involved, while some of it is spontaneous. Right. But it is, um, he's talking with people, he's listening to people. That's something that I've observed. And I think it's really important, right? Yes. Politics is not just about speaking. In fact, most of his speeches were pretty short to the point. Mm. It's also about listening. So he has meetings every afternoon with people, um, you know, locals and uh, whatever, uh, whether it's a cooperative or a, a local human rights group in the area he's invites them and speaks to them and also when he's walking with various people he's listening he's having a conversation there is dialogue involved so it is refreshing he seems a little you know not the kind of leader that india has uh, that we're used to or uh, like this just politics is so much about hero worship in a way right and he he's not just the people who are coming around to him are not just people like vivek agnihotri would call urban naxals you right. know farmer leader civil society members but also a businessman i mean darshan mondkar yeah he's a businessman from pune who you met and he is walking with rahul gandhi what was his rationale for being there so he said that uh, to be honest modi is not bad to him he's good to him he's from mm. the organized sector and modi is coming down strongly upon the unorganized sector so he said that there's a tussle inside him sometimes mm. um when, you know when it comes to such kind of politics but he said that it is uh, the way that this government uh, treats its minorities it's the sort of religion mm. um bringing religion into everything and the communal sort of uh issues that have been happening over the past few months over the past few years so that that really pricked his conference so he actually did get to meet rahul gandhi um a few hours after i met him right and he spoke to him about what we can also do as a community you know and he's very critical about uh, the congress so right. that was also interesting to sort of hear about like a lot of people are doing this because it's the lesser devil in a way you know right. i don't think congress would like this narrative in any way but mm. it is what it is so um, yeah. that is also the impression i got after speaking to people yeah right? because i mean it turns out that is way more nuanced when i look at the videos of um, you know bharat jodo there sometimes a lot of people and i think how does congress have so many workers because i think that because these are workers loyal party workers who just show up right or they bribe someone to come to the rally but then they don't have that much money also yeah we, we just seen the electoral bonds the money got goes into yeah. their accounts is about a tenth of what bjp has but it turns out that a lot of people are not party workers they are not people who are bribed these are people who are not pro congress but they think that bjp is worse yeah. you know congress is not great but bjp is absolutely not great yeah i mean a majority of the people i think throughout the yatra were congress workers mm-hmm. uh, of course every place we went to there were locals who would gather some of whom were there i'm assuming just to see the show right i mean right. it is a big name that is walking in your village so you want to see you want to try to take a selfie or just sort of have get him to wave at you right. so it was a majority of congress workers but there were also a lot of people who mm. were walking along um people from the civil society so congress had a very proactive um outreach program where they asked people from the civil society which is not just you know locals but people right. who have uh, been a part of some sort of community your initiative for the civil society so yeah. a lot of people i spoke to uh, for this particular story were from that group right. so they wanted them to come and they wanted to hear them and sort of walk against hatred together so interesting um these members different people from different parts of life are coming to bharat jodo yatra right but tell us about how the congress is getting them there because this is nanded a lot of people you met are not from nanded Right, they're from Pune. They're from Bombay. How is the Congress getting them there? What is the coordination like? So there are two ways to join this. If you are not officially associated with the Congress, either you just check the schedule and go to the area where uh, it is going to happen, or um, there is a. Uh, they gave out an email ID, or you can register online as well. And there was also an email ID circulated for people from the civil society, quote unquote, who want to join the movement and. for them uh, accommodation and stay could accommodation and food could be arranged for okay. um but besides there were a lot of people who came uh, on their own you know just for a day for two days and had their own accommodation and their own hmm. um so actually someone i spoke to told me about how she joined the yatra because of uh, you know lesser devil and she had all of her reasons but she's been very critical of congress uh, all her life and she plans on continuing to be when they also do things which require you know 
some sort of questioning but you said that because she is um staying right now with them like she's taking their accommodation she's eating their food she's traveling with them she's just like she doesn't want uh, there to be an ethical sort of uh, you know question mark later on but then she's like she ha- she just sort of um mm-hmm. it's not a black and white situation right and it's yeah. actually the yatras constantly moving so um they don't stay in any place twice and right. it's he walks around 24 kilometers every day so it's not even close by places so the most convenient way to stay for people who want to walk for more than one two days is mm. on the camps Mm. they set up a camp at night for rahul gandhi for the yatris um and that's where you can stay okay so tomorrow coordination i just uh, google bharat jodo yatra so the first result is the website which is bharatjodoyatra.in and there there are options for watching it live registering yeah and faq and there's a schedule also yeah and you can create your profile pic i don't know what that is but i mean that's good i mean if i'm curious about what's happening it's right one google search away but you know uh, that was your one ground report from nandeer let's uh, give me a parting note on whether you think this yatra and with all its claims of being non political will it actually have an impact in the way that movements are supposed to have impacts will it get congress any political leverage in the coming months years i think what's key here is consistency so the yatra ends in 2 months it matters what they do after the yatra how are they going to keep up this uh, current uh, new life that has come into the workers mm-hmm. into uh, people who consider themselves congress supporters but have been disillusioned by the functioning of the government over the last few years so it's definitely going to have some impact if nothing else at least rahul gandhi's image is going to be changed mm-hmm. he's going to be taken seriously as a leader i believe mm-hmm. after spending almost 5 days on road but uh, when it comes to long term uh, they really have to up their game mm-hmm. and they have to match the bjp so um if they are consistent and they are proactive they are aggressive in everything then uh, there's definitely a very good possibility of um if not defeating the bjp at least putting up a hard fight in 2024 do you think there could be second leg of uh, bharat jodo yatra i think it is possible so actually there this is this time from west to east or east to west maybe so <laughs> we did ask them that and they said maybe so hmm. there are also small bharat jodo yatras that have started over the last couple of weeks like there was one in assam hmm. so like more localized sort of things which is also great because you also need the workers to be motivated right like right. with congress and it's infighting and just how over the last few years it has sort of sidelined from um, national hmm. and state politics in most areas hmm. um you need to have that little push to believe that your party could make a difference so um right. if nothing else at least that okay um thanks both of you for joining Why us don't you tell us a little bit about uh, himachal i wish you spent okay. a couple of days there yeah i i had better weather than both of you better <laughs> air than both of you for sure um we know i was telling you guys i was in punjab earlier this year so when i was there i did a story on the infighting in congress and that when that that's when the whole amrinder singh versus siddhu was on fever pitch and of course congress lost the whole election and i remember a lot of trolls then writing that you know this is another aap some were saying we are pro aap aap tardo some are saying you sanghi or congress yeah after the second story you know that we are saying that partial burning is the pattern that we saw <laughs> then somebody rolled the kejriwal se paisa aa gaya yeah yeah so that's the kind of comments <laughs> i'm just going to answer like abhi wait kar rahe hain farmers ko nahi mera tumhe kya milega but we did a story on the congress when it was in power so it was in himachal the bjp is going through a similar phase there is in fighting there is a nadda camp and there is an anurag thakur camp hmm. and so and they were also in power so it was you know it made sense to put them to the same test so I've run three stories from there, but my most exciting story was traveling through Himachal and speaking to these BJP insiders, party workers, you know, rebel candidates. There are a third of the BJP in Himachal is rebel. They are fighting against their own candidates as independents. Mm-hmm. So, and people and Pahadi people are also very straightforward. You know, it's the kind of interviews you have in Uttar Pradesh, Bihar take more energy because it takes hold- some kind of molly coddling yeah. to make get. people to the point but in mm. himachal that was but easy punjab people are also straightforward they'll say what they think they they will but mm. you know uh, but pahadi is like yeah yeah uh, party workers against their own party mm. will still not mm. but in of course himachal did did and it came out well so that's a story so elections are done. over which 
way do you think the result is going to hmm be? it's tough to say it's a tough fight and go it's tough fight hmm. uh, but based on what i th- thought i thought congress had an upper hand oh wow uh, so they might but, but maybe the congress could not have capitalized right by not by not sending rahul gandhi or maybe i don't know like couple of speeches of rahul gandhi himachal may have may have made things easier for congress yeah but i think the real it's battle speculation yeah it, the real battle for the congress in himachal will start if they win the election because mm. they have no face mm. and they have like seven eight people who are going to their constituencies and saying that if you vote for us and we win i'll become chief minister so if the congress wins then so there are several people doing that yeah oh. so they they're infighting for cm position starts after <laughs> so that will be another and bjp story. might swoop in and you have a, you have a party party that has a large back balance yeah so that was my experience in himachal that's my recommendation in fact now that we are on recommendation i would recommend my report haha surprise <laughs> my report is titled jp nadda versus anurag thakur how high command hostility stoked a bjp rebellion in himachal that's my recommendation tanishka and shiv what are yours i will recommend another news laundry uh, story uh, supriya sule's interview with manisha which came out yesterday i watched it last night soon after it came out and it was really interesting supriya is an interesting person to um, sort of watch uh, she's candid straightforward and uh, i mean i'm from maharashtra i spent a week reporting on the mm-hmm. political happenings there so maybe that's why it interested me so much but i think it's a really fun interview so i'd recommend that Yeah I saw some the promo and yeah, the, the promo, promo was really assertive and you know yeah. uh, like um, bossy it's Yeah she's she's cool. one of a kind <laughs> Yeah what what's yours So there is an interview uh, of Hardik Patel uh, Basant interviewed him he is in Gujarat to cover elections so the interview there is abrupt ending of this interview okay <laughs> and Basant asks i think he volleys some six seven mm-hmm. quick questions okay like as a journalist your first i mean uh, the idea of interviewing somebody like is you you'll ask soft questions first right like since maybe he was short of time right so first like first question was like your association with congress and all like pehle chunav ladate the ab chunav lad rahe hain aap that was his first question right. then the rest of the five six questions were like he pricked him in a sense like these questions were not comfortable to hardik patel right so before the interview uh, ends so hardik patel moves out of the car hmm. and the closing remarks is like basant is only person in the cab sitting and hmm. <laughs> like this is basant reporting for newslaundry.com <laughs> <laughs> So that's a uh, Shiv's recommendations of Basant's. So nice in-house recommendations. Trailblazing interview with Hardik Patel, <laughs> and yes, all loyal three recommendations are yeah, all three recommendations are in-house this time. Uh, yes, we do not read anything written by anyone outside, <laughs> or we don't have time to watch anything, listen to anything. So deal with it. But if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts, remember we have a website newsonly.com which has a brilliant podcast player. So you can head over there, check out episode two forty six of Reporters Without Orders, and listen to us talking. That'll be all for this week. And with this, this podcast is adjourned. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.